You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Rasco Mayo for Chirp Radio, and I am here with North Carolina-based Sarah Henson of Sarah Louise, known for her folk-inspired music and incredibly intricate soundscapes created on a 12-string guitar. Hi, Sarah. Hi. So your sound to me is quite singular, but in many ways it's kind of rooted in where you come from. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I definitely love traditional Appalachian music, but I love all kinds of music um, from jazz to contemporary classical to pop to you know absolutely anything so I feel like um you know for a long time I've just loved all kinds of music and it all filters in somehow so yeah and but your pieces are original they're like have kind of a folk sound but you don't follow like the traditional folk narrative necessarily yeah um all the songs on this record are original songs um, and there's some elements of my guitar style that I think are, you know, maybe a little bit banjo influenced. Um, but it's also been a very private, like, insular process of creating this. Um, I've been living up a gravel road for the last six years and have been really, to some degree, isolated. But also, like, I get out in Asheville and, you know, play play music with some other people as well. But, um, yeah, it's sort of been inspired itself over the years and I've sort of like gone down a bit of a rabbit hole I guess so your new album Deeper Woods is out on Thrill Jockey one of our favorite record labels of course um, is tonight the first time you'll be performing the material for an audience um, it's actually not but um, this is only the second time that I've played one of the songs off the record the field that touches my house and yours because it uh, it's on keyboard instead of guitar and usually you know with a lot of gigs I'm not I haven't been traveling with that since this record, as you mentioned a second ago, was recorded and conceived of in kind of in solitude and an isolation of sorts in your private studio, is it difficult to make the shift between that and performing it live? Just starting to perform in general was a shift for me because I started doing that pretty late in the game um, because I, I was so, I guess, you know, private about my music or I wasn't like, oh, I'm a guitarist, you know. And so that shift was something that I, you know, over the last several years gradually worked up to. But at this point, it feels really good to share. And in fact, sometimes I feel like an audience can help me reconnect with music that maybe, you know, I'm not sitting around playing at home because when I'm at home, I'm working on new stuff. And when I'm out, you know, it helps me be present and really like feel the music when I'm sharing it with other people. I understand as part of your evolution for this record, you wanted to keep guests to a minimum and you learned new instruments as, as a result. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I think having played in so many alternate tunings on guitar, it really trained my brain to just 
understand like intervals in that way and and like I think that that helped transition to other instruments as well so in addition to guitar a few different kinds of guitar I play keyboard and recorder and so that was really really fun and yeah super inspiring and and did allow me to you know really just get exactly what I was after and and this record felt so personal it's like it's such um, a representation of this very particular time in my life. Yeah, it just felt personal and like the right thing to do. Can you talk about what that time in your life was? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's still kind of the time in my life now, except now I'm on tour more and I'm traveling more, but just being really connected to nature and landscape and up this gravel road. I, I still live rurally, but it was of course different when I wasn't on tour. It was my world was a whole lot smaller than it is now so in that sense it's different yeah and beyond that yeah I guess life is just a steady stream you know (laughs) I've lived in woods deeper Switching gears a little bit, you are also doing something pretty exciting. You're starting a record label called Spinster um, with two partners, Emily Hilliard and Sally Ann Morgan. Yeah, we have our first record coming out in July, and it's by an amazing Philadelphia-based artist named Rosalie. And um, our first, her first single, Lie to Me, was just featured on NPR, so you can stream that now. Um, but you can get it on our band camps and our website. Um, And yeah, starting this whole label has been really exciting. We just really want to lift up voices that maybe aren't always lifted up, you know, and and it feels really cool to have like a a label with feminist principles. There's been a resurgence of cassette tapes lately, and it seems like that is going to be something that we could possibly expect from Spinster um, as well. What is the appeal to you of the cassette? I love cassettes because they're cheap, and but they're still physical. There's still album art. There's still liner notes, and it's analog. You know, I mean, it to me, it it sounds, um, you know, better. It's like based in physical reality. You know, which like to me, it's an older millennial. You know, I'm like physical reality. I love you. You know, so cassettes are great. But as an artist, my first record was on cassette. And it was so great because it was cheap enough that, you know, I could give them out or trade them with other artists. And so I think that they can help build community, too. And I love them. You know, like you can put them with a digital download and most people are listening that way anyways. They don't take up much space. What's not to love? <laughs> I also love like the act of sort of like giving some someone a tape. It's kind of yeah. like this intimate gift thing. Yeah, just like the old days with mixtapes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> time to do anything fun in Chicago while you're here? Yeah, um, well, I went to Chicago Music Exchange already, and, like, just, like, oh, my gosh, was so overwhelmed. I was like, 
you know, like all these dream guitars and um, it, they were super nice in there and you know, you get like your own room and, and I, I walked through Humboldt Park, which was really beautiful. I was like, oh, the red winged blackbirds were singing and the, you know, the sun was setting over the little pools of water, you know, so. Are you a bird watcher? You mentioned uh, red winged oh, blackbirds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I, I've always been more of a plant nerd than, um, than a bird nerd. But um, I just got an app like within the last year to learn bird calls. And it's, it's been deeply fulfilling actually, like because yeah, I, I love being familiar with a place and especially on tour, like if I can hear like a familiar bird, you know, I'm like, oh, there's a house sparrow. There's like a, you know, it's just nice. It helps locate you in a place. And it's just one more thing. And of course, like there's so many composers who have been inspired by bird song over the year and like, um, and so like really learning them, I think is helping me just pay more attention, you know, like recognizing something I think can help us be more present with something sometimes. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert, but I, but I know enough to feel like happy about it for myself, you know? <laughs> that would make a really awesome, like hidden track, like just you doing a bunch of bird calls. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could like have an alias. Um, but there is actually a little bit of bird song on the record too, it's kind of snuck in there. But on the song, On Nights When I Can't Sleep, there's um, a Carolina Chickadee. Yeah, it was really cool because I I placed the song like in a particular spot, but I didn't change the distance between its notes and it actually fit. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, so there's a little homage to that in there too. <laughs> did you like go find a bird and <laughs> field record it? I did field record it, but where I live, it wasn't hard to find a bird. And there's like not very much noise pollution. So I just went into the woods behind my house and um, recorded a bunch of birds. And then it turned out that this one, it just had, I guess I would think of it almost like an ostinato, like a, like a, a riff of some kind, because it, it repeated and it, it just seemed... I tried to make it like another instrument instead of just like, oh, I'm like throwing this like bird song in there. But there's beautiful, uh, I love the sound of the wood thrush. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. Birds are amazing. They're so, so musical. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time I have for you. Is there anything else you would like to say to the good folks of Chicago? <laughs> um, I love your city. I wish I could come here and play music with all the amazing musicians here all the time. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. <laughs> yeah, of course. This has been Amanda Roscoe Mayo for Chirp Radio with Sarah Louise at Lincoln Hall.
You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.